Happy New Year from Jacob on behalf of everyone at that time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Overmanga Cast. And what a year it's been. We've read some shining classics, more than a few hidden gems, and, well, we tried to find some garbage to make fun of for our other holiday episodes, but for better or worse, that's not really panned out. Odd. Anyway, this week we're going to be taking a look back at what we read over the course of our first year here in the podcast space. Over MangaCast's Best Stories of 2021, hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane as much as we did, and here's to more great stuff in 2022. <laughs> there's... there's no chance our uh, luck is gonna run out next year, right? <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Over Manga Cast once again. My name is Sam and uh, we don't actually have a specific franchise to talk about, so we can't do our usual top of the episode thing and talk about our familiarity with it. No, it is uh, the end of another long trip around the sun, so we are taking our look back at our best of 2021. Uh, excuse me, Sam, in, in the matter of all fairness, uh, we also do accept that maybe the sun took a long trip around us. Sure. <laughs> 365 long trips around us. Well, at least around me. I don't know about the rest of you guys. <laughs> okay, that one seems more plausible, to be fair. Unlike your usual top X of Y, uh, we aren't doing one broad thing for the show and we're not even going all the way to five. So uh, this is top three for each host of the Overmanga cast. Uh, our criteria is specifically it has to be uh, something that we reviewed here in 2021 and something that was new to us. So. For instance, this is why you're not going to see Kill Six Billion Demons on my top three. Or why all three of mine aren't Chainsaw Man. <laughs> <laughs> and for example, for me, uh, even though I... One of the things that I mentioned is that, um, like, for example, in the Yu-Gi-Oh! episode... I, you know, saw the series in a little bit of a different light. I have a bigger appreciation for Honda because of some of the things that Matt pointed out about the character. The change in opinion that we have on something is sort of what we're gauging it on. And if we, you know, see something much better that, you know, we liked previously, um, then that would be considered. Or if something's totally new to us and we loved it, then that's obviously going to get, you know, priority in that category. Indeed. And uh, I'll start us off. We're going to do our uh, we're going to go around the table here and do our number threes and number twos, which we've shared with everybody oh. else. This is a family show, Samuel. God damn it. <laughs> no, it isn't, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you've looked at our you've, you've looked at our list of episodes. This is not a family show. Speaking of not family friendly material, Sam's number three. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is the closest because my number three is Spy X Family. Uh, what can I say? It's got uh, things that I enjoy. It's got comedy. It's got action. It's got uh, some cute romance stuff. It, it hits all the buttons and it all the characters are extremely enjoyable. And I am very excited for the upcoming anime. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I they were wrong and I've never been happier. <laughs> I, I had to apologize on Twitter. Uh, I I don't I thought that it was never going to get an anime and it did. So um, I thought you read somewhere um, either. It was a reputable blog or something that this oh, unfortunate. No. 
Unfortunately, no blogs are reputable. <laughs> I mean, there were reasons to think it wasn't going to get an anime, but this is a case where it was a it was a matter of a thing being probable, but this defied the odds, and that's a sign of its quality. This was very close to being on my list. Very close. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It it was a it was a runner up for mine as well. Like uh, it was it was real wholesome. Uh, just like looking back on it now, like I really appreciate like um, your and like the family dynamic is just really despite the fact that something all built on a lie, like it's a genuinely loving family that has fun, wacky adventures. And like and it keeps you yeah. on your seat. The fact that they mesh together so well that if they were just in some way more honest with each other, they'd be like, yeah, actually, this this works. <laughs> and who doesn't love a good found family? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, if, even if it is uh, from whole cloth family in this particular case. I think <laughs> one of the real highlights for it is I'm not a real big fan of um, awkward humor or uh, humor that, you know, relies on awkward or embarrassing situations taking place in stories. I have too much secondhand cringe Ah, I see. Mm -hmm. See, I agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, like that's kind of like I embrace the cringe because I think I find a lot of that cringe in myself. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) And yet I got through the entire uh, visit with yours, brother. And I even, I even enjoyed it. Yours brother is amazing. Like, that is just yeah. genuine. Like, I'm not into the dude my sister is with. But I also don't believe they're dating. <laughs> like, what is this? Uh, and that's like some sitcom level of setup, too, because you find out that not only is he is the secret investigator trying to find Midnight, Yes. Mm-hmm. Or Twilight, I <laughs> or think. Twilight, Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. The, the irony. Uh, he sucks at his job. <laughs> no. But yeah, so that's much a, irony. That's a, that's a good third pick, Sam. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Very popular. It's blowing up Instagram. I can't escape it for more than 30 minutes. It's great. Oh, there you go. You got to work that algorithm, especially with the anime <laughs> coming out. I can't I can't wait for the uh, all of the various reaction images we're going to get out of animated Anya. Oh, yeah, especially with the anime coming up. Uh, dear listener, uh, Sp- Spike's family revisit probably coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for it. Uh, again, this is this is the most razor margin on my list. I, I had a top four. I mean, I, there were there were seven of them that I I struggled on, but top the top four, four a top seven, really. Oh, <laughs> There well, there were seven of them I really wanted to talk about, but I knew I had to whittle it down. And then it was which of these four I I struggled with for so long. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was my number three. Matt, what's your number three? Oh yeah, my number three. Uh, like I don't know, it was a real surprise pick for me because I didn't expect to like it as much as I did going in. Uh, Fire Force. Huh. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a real fun premise. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. The idea of exorcist firefighters fighting people who spontaneously combust into demons. Yeah, Fire Force, again, if we weren't going off of the, uh, the criteria of it had to be new to you in 2021, I would have probably put it on my list as well. Or at least it was a serious contender to get on there. Yeah, it's just such a 
wacky premise. You take two common things, you slam them together, and you see what happens, and is what happened. Yeah, and, like, I, I had really liked Soul Eater, I, so I was surprised I hadn't, like, gotten into it sooner, and I'm also surprised I haven't read more of it since what we read for the podcast, <laughs> but uh, that's why it's number three. Uh, Definitely another one that would be uh, fun to revisit if it ever gets a season three <laughs> <laughs> look hey hey uh I, I doubt whoever's animating it is listening to this but if you are we'll we'll help boost your uh <laughs> we'll it will help you boost you in the algorithm we'll yeah. go out onto street corners and shout fire force's <laughs> name yeah <laughs> um i will shout the honor of princess hibana <laughs> <laughs> I will play Inferno very loudly out of my car. Wait, I already do that. <laughs> banger opening. Oh, really seriously. is. Banger opening, banger waifus, banger everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, see, the thing for me for Fire Force is I was I want to read more of it. It really wasn't a contender for my top list, but it's definitely a contender for my revisit list because the sheer amount of potential that I see in it is staggering to me. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mentioned some of my problems with it, but like, you know, those aren't deal breakers. And just the thing that really compelled me was the mystery of it. That is what was sold to me the most more than anything else. Do, and like the characters were pretty freaking great, too. The why it's happening is presented in such a compelling way. It makes it a page turner for whatever complaints that you could possibly have about it it still sucks you in. And that's yeah. that's a sign of real quality. And uh, like in the tiniest possible way, spoilers, but like Fire Force Twitter has made it impossible for me to avoid. Um, I don't know what happens, but I hear it gets crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you might say that it's uh, an out of control fire. <laughs> Things it's, are heating up. It's uh, It's golden compass levels of what is going on. <laughs> that that is a very specific flavor of what is going on and yet i understood it entirely and i think that scares me <laughs> all right so unless we have anything else we'd like to say about old fear fierce uh jay what's your number three? Oh, mine was a little unexpected for me um and honestly i fought for this decision just based on uh, criteria I've previously stressed, but I had to go with the tried and true Chainsaw Man introduced by our co-host Matt. I wish that you had shared this earlier. I knew you were very <laughs> passionate about it. Um, the first couple of chapters, wow. I have to say that I found myself, even as a female, not even as a female, identifying like very strongly to the main character just and i know protagonists have like very tragic backstories and everything but really denji was just a normal everyday teenager he wanted a normal life he well yeah not normal every day <laughs> i would say normal every day just like as far as emotionally Oh, okay. He, yeah. he is amazingly yeah. well adjusted for living yeah, essentially uh, below like, the bottom of the barrel. That's that's <laughs> what I that's what I mean. I'm not talking mm. about like all the crazy situational stuff. I'm talking about like emotionally, you know, mm -hmm. his family, having the support system, having access to meals, food, shelter, 
Yeah. Um, appreciation. It, it, it's really yeah. good as the series goes on. You see him achieving all those goals, finding a family, finding a home, finding a lot of meals. Some would say an entire fridge full of meals. Being able to touch boobs. Very yeah, important. It, he even got to touch boobs. He even got to eat an entire fridge full of meat. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he sure did. Who a Chainsaw Man anime next year. I'm real excited. Oh, oh man. Uh, dear listener, if you haven't <laughs> read Chainsaw Man, we have four episodes on it. How did you get here? Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole I, series. I want to echo something that Jake said about Fire Force, which is the mystery really keeps it a page turner. And oh boy, what in the bloody hell was going on? What are devils? What what's uh what's a makima? What's a makima? The f- <laughs> a makima. <laughs> oh man! And uh, since this is an end of year special, like it's it's better not to date this one. Um, the mm-hmm. uh the part two just got announced for um summer of 2022 to coincide with the anime. So uh, more that. chainsaw man. Excellent. More chainsaw man. <laughs> yeah. Um. If any of you have read the entirety of Chainsaw Man Part 1, which you really should, here's a fun game. Go back and listen to our various episodes of it. Listen to Jay, Jake, and I uh, theorizing and wondering and postulating and Matt just tossing out like giant hints and huge uh, uh, reveals just super casually in the background that all of us miss. It's a fun re-listen. I still assert that uh, I feel like there are elements of the first bit of Chainsaw Man that I I feel were not as well handled as they could have been. Um, but man, it like, I mean, even like you listen to the episodes, even by the uh, second episode of Chainsaw Man we did, I had gone from eh, I don't really like it. I wouldn't do more if it wasn't for the podcast to, yeah, no, I like this. And then the last two, I was completely on board. Yeah, in all fairness, by the end of the first episode, because you had accidentally read too much. I, of- yeah, no, I, that was sort of an important thing uh, when we had been initially scheduling it, because our first episode of Chainsaw Man was one of our first episodes and we were still a little bit finding some, uh, you know, footing with the podcast and how we were doing things um i didn't i i didn't notice the schedule had been updated <laughs> so i had seen some critical scenes that were a pretty important element of um basically um answering a lot of the concerns that i had had about uh the story up to that point specifically the fact that i really didn't like anybody <laughs> again i feel like there's a way that it it could have avoided needing that much of a buildup, but you know that's it. That that comes down to personal preference. It's not like a a failing on the story's part in particular. Yeah, it's all subjective. It's like like Jay, you said that you were able to uh, identify with Denji pretty quickly. Oh yes. Yeah, I I I felt they woobied him a little bit too hard. Um, but man, and, and like especially by the end, you don't expect it to get that freaking philosophical. And that is so my jam. Like the last uh-huh. section of Chainsaw Man is like everything like I aspire to do in a story in so many ways. <laughs> me too, but for entirely different reasons. <laughs> I also want hot redheads to tell me to bark like a dog. Right? <laughs> woof woof. Wait. <laughs> bark bark. <laughs> uh, I hate. Uh, speaking of things I hate in 2021, the fact that that woofing <laughs> meme became a thing. I- I know what were we watching and just the it was, it was the announcement 
Oh yeah. Me, me and Jay mm. stayed up until like five in the morning watching the uh, Japanese and the press release. entire chat was just woof woof. Was English fans in the Japanese chat saying, "Where's Chainsaw Man?" and woof 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 woof. It was uh. <laughs> It was something. Uh, Japanese Twitter was not happy about it the next day, from what I remember. <laughs> Which is weird, but whatever. Twitter yeah. is Twitter. I take so, it with a grain of salt. As, as I can understand, probably everyone else's um, number threes and number twos are also going to be Chainsaw Man, as where it rightly deserves. So we can just move on to ones. Uh. Hang on. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let's have Jacob disappoint us. Uh. Uh, <laughs> what's your number three, Jake? <laughs> My number three is everything is fine. This one is actually uh, a bit of a interesting one for our criteria, because strictly speaking, you could say the thing that most sucked me into everything is fine was something that I read before we were reading it for the podcast, uh, which was that that opening scene of just like every single last scrap of this. It's like you have the stylized uh, art style. And then everything else going all the way down, every last detail has something wrong with it. And it creates this creeping dread of atmosphere that just permeates through every word spoken, every moment where you see those expressionless masks. And the thing that I really appreciated about Everything is Fine was that that feeling never went away. And the, the deeper you go into it, the more that feeling like seeps into you, the reader, at least for me personally, it was that way when we were discussing it, like little details like the um, like one of the, the containers of fish turning into kanji and like just so many of those details, it like maintained that that degree of everything very much not being fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I really liked the atmosphere it built up. I think I'm a little different is I felt it kind of lost that near the end. But like as a whole, like still in the things I've read a chunk of for 2021, the part one of everything is fine is definitely like up there as a good read mm -hmm. mm. for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, this this is definitely a strong number four for me. Yes. Because Matt, you mentioned in the episode that that the um, the more thrillery elements of it you weren't too keen on. Yeah, but that's again personally subjective, and like this is a yeah. top this is a top three list. Obviously, it's not going to be. Yeah, we got a full really episode if you want my opinions. <laughs> yeah. And also, from my point of view, I I really enjoyed it because I typically like you know kind of not post apocalyptic, but um, I don't know what you would call it. The word escapes me at this minute. But I mean, um, dystopian. dystopian dystopian backgrounds are really interesting. But I admittedly am not too much of a fan of web comics, just in general, because I'm really mm -hmm. picky about art, which I think has been a trend for myself. Like, it's very difficult for me to latch on unless it like has a superior plot and there's a, some kind of um, very dynamic character. Um, character some particular hooks something but if it has none of that and the art's terrible no i can't yeah like even if it's good you can't if the art's bad mm. yeah that's understandable yeah so but i really i got hooked um with what we read we read up to i don't know if there's been more published but i think we got the first two chapters in we did part one part, part one. one yep yeah, yeah but 
I don't know. Did e- either of you check and see if Mike responded to any of our questions? <laughs> I didn't notice. I don't know, Mike from <laughs> at Web2. Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Twitter address. Um, <laughs> I need to know if they're bears or cats, and I need to know what the goo was. Well, no, he answered that question. They're um, they are cats. Ah, well, there oh, we they go. Are cats. Wait, well, they're not actual. Or cats. are they bears? The heads are whatever. Hold on. I might be misquoting Mike from. Yeah. Was he also just being a troll? Maybe. <laughs> That's <laughs> also possible. Oh, it's literally just Mike B comics. There you go. Nice, simple Twitter, uh, Twitter handle. Go follow. Mm-hmm. And while you're on Twitter, follow at OverMangaCast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, everything is fine. Jake, you described it as not wanting because you're like, I know there's going to be something horrible if I if I scroll any further. <laughs> uh for me, I had a similar yet uh, different reaction in that it's, I know there's going to be something horrible. All right, rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go, go, go. <laughs> I mean, when I initially uh, started it, like before it was even mentioned uh, among us, like we we mentioned the story in the episode. Uh, go check out that episode for the kind of funny story of how we all learned about everything is fine and how it got on the podcast. But like, I was reading it so slowly and I'm, and like at first I'm like, Am I not as into this as I think I am? And then I realized whenever I'm reading, it's like, no, I'm scared to scroll. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that is uh, everybody's number three of the best of 2021. Uh, So coming back around the horn to me, uh, getting into number two off of this list. Now, an important thing is it had to be new to us this year, even if it was a suggestion that we made that doesn't necessarily disqualify it, so long as it was... I've been meaning to read this thing, and now here it is. And that's exactly what it was for me when it comes to Vinland Saga. Knew uh, this. Yes, my <laughs> favorite 80s drug crime novella. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what, uh, somebody is going to listen to that episode and draw an entire fan comic of that, and it's going to be great. But We would <laughs> review it on the podcast. Sam, why would you mention that person being my new best friend? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I got to say, uh, Vinland Saga was really struggling with my number one pick to be number one because uh, I said earlier that I enjoy action. And yeah, and particularly mentioning Chainsaw Man, uh, particularly brutal action. But there is a difference between the cartoonishness of Chainsaw Man, even though it doesn't really have a cartoony aesthetic. Uh it just reaches that point where it's like, okay, no human body has that much blood in it. This has uh, taken my suspension of disbelief and turned it into enjoying the ride. Uh, Vinland Saga is very much aware of the limitations of the human body and how much blood it's got in it and wants to just splatter it all over the page for you. Sometimes ignores the amount of blood a human body can contain, but that's (laughs) for dramatic effect. Indeed, indeed, it's for drama. It's got a lot of the things I like. It's got action. It's got uh, philosophizing on the nature of violence. It's got a very fun cast of characters. Uh, (laughs) Thor's is still my favorite. Big, (laughs) big, strong man leap across boats, smash up real good. (laughs) It's very sad about it. It's a very uh i suggested it because i thought i would enjoy it and then i uh was proven correct and that's why <laughs> number two fair enough it also yeah, helped no. justify at me randomly buying it in a barnes and noble <laughs> 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 uh 
whatever lets you write it off as a business expense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, I I really appreciated uh, Vinland Saga when we read it too. It's got like a great kind of historical fiction angle that I love seeing in manga, especially when it's not just like Meiji era or Sengoku Jidai. Mm-hmm. Like those are what you normally see when you see historical as the genre tag. And when things do things outside of that, I really appreciate it. Like, um, I think I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. Uh, I absolutely love the manga Kingdom, uh, which is about the um, the Warring States period or the the three empires or three the three kingdoms. kingdoms. Romance, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I don't think it's necessarily Romance of the Three Kingdoms. It's the historical the, era. But that's the book. The historical yeah. era is oh, okay. the three kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That being said, the, the historical figures in there are romanticized, but like not to yeah. the same degree. Mm-hmm. But um, no, and it's also one of those uh, things that I'm just acknowledging is never going to get published in America because uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's very long and no one wants to translate it. But um, Vinland Saga, on the other hand, has been translated and it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually something else that I meant to uh, mention. A lot of the times in Shonen's you know, we all know the classic shonen thing of characters will fight for a bit and then either they'll break apart and pause or someone on the sidelines will uh, start monologuing about, now here's all the really cool, intricate details of the mental game they're playing in this martial arts battle and, you know, the Brock effect uh, and <laughs> stuff like that. But no, um, while it does indulge in that a little bit, particularly with uh, Thorfinn, um, Vinland Saga just says, no, battle is brutal and elemental, and it's whoever can put the sharp metal bit in the other guy first. Without completely disregarding the strategy elements, it just handles them a little differently. Goku can get blasted by Frieza, and he's Goku, so he can take that a bit better than a particularly skilled swordsman getting hit by any sort of blade. It doesn't matter how good you are. You just got hit by a blade. It's are sharp and they go ouchy. Oh, Indeed. they make you go ouchy. <laughs> if the blade goes ouchy, you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Though actually that was a plot point in the in the uh, climactic fight of the uh, section that we read. <laughs> You're sure. right. That blade did go ouchy. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the thing about Vinland Saga is kind of uh, two elements. And the first one is absolutely a taste thing and not a problem with Vinland Saga itself, but I couldn't help but notice the blend of manga logic and real world logic. Those places harmed my suspension of disbelief for the story. That's a me thing. It's not, you know, because it's historical fiction, you know? Yeah. And I personally felt that, like, the hard his- the hard history... And the noticeable and the fiction was a little bit too noticeable for the hard history, like the 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 Baron that um, <laughs> we have gluttony at home. Yeah, like things like that pushed it a little bit too far for me personally, but it certainly didn't ruin the experience for me. The other thing, and this is this is even further from a complaint or a critique of the story. Um, we read what was functionally the prologue, and there there is that element of I'm not entirely sure what Vinland Saga is trying to say because it's really only set up the the players for its theming, not any of its actual themes properly yet. 
And ultimately what that does is, despite the fact that Vinland Saga, on my list of uh, series I'd like to revisit and, and series I enjoyed and things like that, um, despite it being lower on, uh, or despite it um, me being fairly lukewarm on it, it's it's higher up on my list than, you know, my raw enjoyment of it, because I know that it has more to say, and I would very much like to see what it has to say. That, that was one of the, the common um, comments on that episode, too, we got was uh, where we stopped was kind of right before anything happened. <laughs> that was the impression that that uh, I know I gave it. I believe we all mentioned that. Yeah, it, we, we read the prologue. So part two. <laughs> Yeah, we should do a part two. And like as of just scheduling thing, it's because I looked at what the page count was to get to the end of the arc. That is where stuff happens. And that would have been double the length of what we read. And like, guys, we do one of these a week. Yeah, we got to cut it off at some point. (laughs) We're still trying to figure out how to do a revisit of One Punch Man because it's long. (laughs) The Monster Association arc is still going on. You will, you will note that after episode one, we cut the reading by about 30 chapters. <laughs> and also for Vinland Saga, that's conveniently where the where the volume, the physical volume that I bought ended too. So I was pleased about that. That is meant to be built to be a prologue and one story, you know. So like, I don't think that we cut it off at a wrong place. It's just, it's worth noting that... Uh, if the the characters in the story don't particularly grab you, you're going to feel that prologue feel. It's, it's the same kind of vibe of though, like, hey, I tried reading Harry Potter. I only read the first book, though. People are going to be like, oh, come on, you got to at least read Chamber of Secrets. Nothing happens in the first book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, next number two, I guess we'll just do the same order we did before. Uh, Matt. Oh, oh, me? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, I wasn't prepared. Um, No. uh, So this one shouldn't be any surprise for people who listen to all the episodes. I think I mentioned in the episode we recorded that it's probably like one of my favorite things I've read this year. I compared it to Chainsaw Man in a lot of ways, and that would be uh, Dondadon. Shut up. Oh, (laughs) what? I'm sorry, Jay. Am I stepping on some toes? (laughs) (laughs) Jay, did you also pick Don to Don? Yes, and I picked it first before everyone else. <laughs> well, I said it first, so. <laughs> yeah, really, this is Sam's fault. It is Sam's fault. It, I uh, agree. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Me and Jay both have Don to Don for our number two, and we're both the two who did the episode with um, uh, Cody from uh, the Shonen Jump podcast. Uh, go mm-hmm. check him out, uh, at Jump Cody. I've got a weird... It, uh, I know but, Sam. Sam did the editing. So Sam, what what did you think of Don to Don from what you've heard? I think there were a lot of JoJo's references in it that none of you talked about, and it gave me conniptions. <laughs> you should read it. It's on Shonen Jump. Like it's on the web version, though. It's it's not going to show up in the app. Yeah. Because, um, for obvious reasons. Uh huh. <laughs> Look, if you could see the the chat log of our Discord server of me me There's doing more. the editing. There's more, Sam. She got powers when a golden ball fell on her. You're telling me that she got teabagged and became psychic? Yeah. Yes. I mean, this is this is the manga that famously starts with an old woman in the hallway going like, I'll let you um, suckle my teat if I can gobble your schlong. Like dead ass serious, too. Like, and then and- like and then Okarun is just like literally just what? Breaks. <laughs> 
it is a manga that embraces the absurdity and like the the story for how it got written is actually really nice because the mangaka apparently had been trying with a whole bunch of stories over and over again and they kept what, getting rejected wasn't he one of uh tatsuki fujimoto's assistants on chainsaw I, man I, I believe so yeah he had been trying to get his own series going for a while and he had been doing so much world building for each one like every time a like uh prompt got rejected he was just like I put so much work into this. Yeah, so and essentially he went and it. <laughs> well, he, he got some advice from someone going like, look, you just need to get something through the door and then you can work on building up the world because frankly, that's what you need to do because people are just going to reject ideas. Write something you enjoy and then from there, the world building will be easy after you've already got the go ahead. And he's just like, okay, I'll just do something crazy. I like aliens. I like like spirits and stuff. Let's do something weird that combines the two and go from there. And like that gets accepted. And then it's got just amazing art. And mm -hmm. um, I, we, we spoke about it in the episode, uh, the person who does the lettering. Um, I'm blanking. Her name's Sarah Lindsley, I think. Uh, it's it's really good lettering. Like it it mimics like a nice like marker brush stroke. It makes those two paid spreads just beautiful. Mm -hmm. I I I love Don to Don. It is insane. It is wacky. It is a roller coaster ride. It goes like a mile a minute, and it looks beautiful doing it. Mm hmm. And for those who are interested, um, that you might be lettering is done by Sarah Lindsley. Follow her on t at Twitter. Twitter and. Yes. Twitter.com. The, the Twitter? The Twitters. The Find Twitter? her on the Twitters. What's her link on Twitter? Selinsley. Oh, okay. It's, it's her name. Uh, <laughs> Find her on Twitter. <laughs> also, follow our guest host for that episode, at Jump Cody, spelled with a K. Well, that's, that's Matt and Jay handled for number twos. How about you, Jacob? Okay, so this one... Early um... enough, also Don to Don. I was just too shy <laughs> to say it. <laughs> I was too bashful. So this one is not surprising for the genre, but maybe a bit surprising for some of the things said, especially early on. Uh, Demon Slayer is my number two. That's fair. Uh, the thing is, there was a lot of um, it was particularly framing issues in the first section of Demon Slayer, and it did take a little bit to get going, but the more Demon Slayer has gone on, the more it has completely smoothed over even the slightest of the problems that I had with it. We, we've mentioned, especially in some of the later episodes, it really does feel like um, the, the Demon Slayer manga is getting the getting the important beats and telling the story and then they're taking something that's already good and then refining it that little bit more for the anime, which is a really clever thing to do. Uh, you know, manga is easier to produce than anime, so you tell a really good story and you get it done in at a good clip. And then when that picks up steam, you know, you can take, you know, something great and perfect it in uh, the animated format. Uh, I have finally seen Demon Slayer in motion, which is great. Yep, I was there. To, I was there to see him uh, observe it. It was great. And um, in all honesty, uh, in a big way, Demon Slayer is very much scratches my shonen itch um that I, I i love shonen stuff um i love you know battle manga and anime um that is just something that i have always enjoyed and this is this is a well done introspective and thoughtful one of those that's just that's just really solid and 
it's it's just so much so in my genre is the the big reason why it's uh so high on my list yeah honestly if we didn't have the has to be new to you clause uh demon slayer would absolutely have been on my list you know if you go back and listen to the episodes that we did on it you'll know that i watched the anime first and uh i basically instantly fell in love with the anime because again hits all the proper notes of a really solid shonen and it's probably the more refined version of it but the manga is still great it's got uh it's got some absolutely breathtaking art, particularly around the sword play. And uh, that's always fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on the show, but I am a longtime fan of The Legend of Driz. And I kind of have a massive appreciation for very beautiful and intricate sword play because of it. So Ooh. this is a euphemism for something, Sam. Maybe. <laughs> sometimes but not always I not in this case but i'm also not ruling it out <laughs> you know open-minded ladies <laughs> look i'm just saying if there are any blade wielding russian assassins uh sam does have a type <laughs> you need to be neither russian nor an assassin but uh blade wielding that's pretty up on there on the list that's, that's, um, that's gonna be non-negotiable <laughs> <laughs> But but yes, uh, I really enjoy very impressive swordplay because of that. And Demon Slayer delivers. Uh, all of the sword styles feel unique, and yet all of them feel very well thought out and focused. And it, it really is just the enjoyment of seeing a, a master at work. And I freaking love it. I want to. And <laughs> it's it's couched amongst a bunch of. Uh, uh kooky shonen comedy and i love it yeah no like of of the shonens we've read uh demon slayer i'm real interested to do another revisit on i know we just did one but like oh man twitter's been spoiling me with those stills of the entertainment district arc and like we could read it <laughs> it's doable <laughs> we could read it that is certainly a thing we could do so yeah uh if no one else has anything uh else to contribute in the discussion of uh demon slayer i think it's time we move on to hold on let me <clears throat> get my screw attack voice going <clears throat> um before you do uh do we want to do honorable mentions or oh yes i have several yeah <laughs> well, sure. we'll we'll try to keep the honorable mentions quick instead of doing a rundown like we have for the others because these yes. are just the honorable mentions yeah. uh shimatsu no valkyrie is in my honorable mentions same uh, same <laughs> Jake, three out of four silence. podcast members recommend. <laughs> I I know this doesn't get conveyed a lot to people commenting. Um, seventy five percent of us liked that series. Loved it. It was very entertaining. I loved it. <laughs> oh, but no, Jake, Jake. Jacob does make some good points. We have entire episodes dedicated. To those. Yeah, we do have entire episodes dedicated to my complaints, which I stand by. Uh, <laughs> My other honorable mention, I'm going to keep it to two, uh, is Eagle, making of an Asian-American president. Woo! That was really good. Yes. I didn't expect such a gripping political drama to come out of what sounded on the cover like a shitpost. So... <laughs> uh.
I guess for me, uh, my honorable mentions are uh, things I've read before, but I just really want people to go read them because they're good and I don't think they get enough love. Uh, Frankenfran, uh, rereading that just reminded me how much I love that series. There's nothing new about it to me, but I also just really appreciate that kind of like body horror, but still like kind of comedic angle. And then obviously, um, Scoob and Shag. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't make my top three because I honestly can't say with confidence that it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I like it too. It's something you should enjoy. But it, it's fun. I can guarantee you it's fun. I just am not willing to go further out on a limb than that. <laughs> Honestly, probably my same recommendation for Shimatsu no Valkyrie. <laughs> just, just with measurably better art. Yeah. Well, occasionally. Occasionally. Uh, and Jay, honorable mentions. So my honorable mention is going to be Blue Period. Really resonated with the characters. It was just gorgeous. Um, the plot was interesting as well. It was, um, I think we agreed it was kind of like not a shonen, but definitely a, a intense setting mm -hmm. of art school, which was very interesting. I didn't, well, very gripping, very tense plots. We covered a lot of very tenuous social issues at times, mm -hmm. um, friendship issues. It was gripping. It was gritty. It was. It's definitely one of the most nuanced emotional stories we've read. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I did appreciate it for that. It, it It is one of those things that I have read and like parts of it I've taken away the most from because uh, occasionally I will just flash back into my head the scene of um, uh, Yuki. Yuka-chan. Or, or Yuka-chan. Yuka-chan. Of him too in his... Too many his, Y names in that manga. In his room saying, even if you love something doesn't mean it's always going to be fun to do. Like that's such like a powerful message in that scene. Oh, yeah. And then obviously also him werewolf transforming, saying, I'm going to kill everyone with my art. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah, you don't wake up and want to do that. I'm, it's a passion that I am envious of. <laughs> uh, as as an aspiring uh, author, I I do totally understand that. Um, yeah, I, I feel it didn't, that. It didn't grip me the way it it gripped matt and jay but i totally understand why it is as popular as it is and it deserves it as much as it's not my taste i it is it is really good all right and uh some honorable mentions from you jake so i have a bit of a problem uh my the two honorable mentions i was going to mention was spy x family and frankenfran so i'm going <laughs> to go down to my uh <laughs> the, the ones below that Platinum End was actually one that I uh, took off of my top four pretty quickly because as much as I liked it, and we ha again, we have a whole episode about why I really liked it, there is the element of it's right teetering on that line of like, I could see this face planting really hard, really fast. And I kind of want to withhold my judgment of how much I like it to when I see where it's going. And then, actually, I think Eagle, the making of an Asian-American president, was also mentioned. So I'll go down another step and say, uh, Klaus, how Santa began is uh, another honorable mention for me. That's that's the uh, <laughs> that's all the ones I was debating on putting on my top list. 
Klaus I considered putting on my top list, but I decided against it because it was just last episode. I felt the recency bias was a bit too yeah. much on it. Yeah, yeah I did. I did same. seriously consider the recency bias. So Klaus is Klaus is lower on the list than all the other ones I mentioned. But like all of the things that I was going to say had been mentioned. So <laughs> Defeated. <laughs> OK, oh. editing Sam, give us a drum roll. Number one. All right. My number one, it's Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Woo! I bloody loved Chainsaw Man from beginning to end. I, I under I know why Jake said that the ending or the beginning wasn't as strong for him. And I understand why he believes that. I can see it. I just didn't experience it. Mm. I was I got thrown uh onto the the chainsaw man bus and i enjoyed the ride the whole way and going back and uh rereading it with hindsight and uh re-listening to old episodes with hindsight it's one of my favorite activities to do with media that has a big twist is to just go back and stare wide-eyed very intently at every little bit of foreshadowing like I see you. I know you're there now. You can't hide from me. <laughs> Favorite bits was editing Sam, uh, messaging me, going like, what did you do in this episode? What did you mean by this? <laughs> uh, those messages were plentiful. <laughs> they were. Largely echoed by me later on uh, after about about when we did uh, the the second uh, run through of it. It's basically he was asking the questions I wanted to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, that's my number one. Uh, raise your hands if you're surprised. Uh, nobody. OK, Jay, number one. My number one is Platinum End, just simply because it really. I was a huge Death Note fan, um, I know. We want to see some variation here, but I, I like what I like, and it did it for me. Even though Mirai at times could be very, very agitating, go back and listen to the episode. It's just <laughs> cannot do, and I'm just like, you want to shake him, and yes. Um, <laughs> but I really vibed with his angel Nase. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I love Nase. Because why not? Why not just make yourself happy, right? I just mean... I I feel like the characters in Platinum End are like one of its strongest bit. Like, like Mirai's dumb and worthless and doesn't do anything, but I kind of like that he's that way. I like that he's the main character of a shonen manga and is that worth like, I love how that's different, but I'm also weird and I like different characters in situations mm -hmm. where they normally don't want to be. Well, yeah. let's let us not forget Cancer Dad. Oh, Cancer oh Dad my God, is God. Cancer what Dad. What a character. Yeah. Kanade. I, I gotta <laughs> Hey, teenagers, have these handguns. Yeah. I gotta Let say. Let me JoJo pose with my angel powers. <laughs> I made you all super secret uh, weapon armor. Also, the girls is a sexy cat outfit. Why? Because. Um, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we need to just store the batteries in the tail for heat sinking purposes. Um, I don't believe you. Shut up. <laughs> uh, My biggest up for Platinum End is that I love stories where you can really feel the characters having agency and, you know, being able to change the plot. 
like you can see the moments where the characters reached out of the page, grabbed the steering wheel from the author and just yanked it to the right. Mm. And, and no better example of that is in my recent memory than Metropolitan, who said, I'm making this into a death game. <laughs> Nobody ever said this had to be a death game. It just had to be, you have 999 days to decide who's going to be God. And he said, all right, kill everybody. Got it. <laughs> it would have been a completely different series without that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have to appreciate the raw cojones of a character like that. <laughs> yep. For for me, again, the, I, I even mentioned since uh, it was one of my honorable mentions, the only reason why Platinum End wasn't higher on the list is because I'm kind of withholding my judgment because it is so wacky and out there. I could see it crashing and that concern is nagging me in the back of my mind. It's not even necessarily that, like that's not a that's not a the series did anything wrong either. That's just it affects my enjoyment. So that's an entirely me thing. Uh, I, I mentioned in the episode, um, uh, I forget the I forget the girl's name. Um, it's been a bit since we read it. That's it, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but her her plot arc, like mm-hmm. again, not that like what she felt guilty about is not is not something i personally identify with but the feeling that she had with her guilt and how it affected her oh man i i felt so seen reading that it 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 affected me in such a profound way it was really impressive for how wacky and goofy and hammy and dumb it is that it was able to ring that emotional you know it i mean it's it's high on my list it's just yeah, it, it is a very fair placement at number one, just if only for the art alone, because of the oh, things yeah. we've read, it's up there. But like, that's Obata. Oh, yeah. Obata always does like amazing art in mm. Bakuman's got great art. Um, I know people have been memeing about certain panels of Death Note lately, but I think that's just because they forget how beautiful some other ones look like. Like, yeah, I'm a sucker I, for art, if anything, like I and I've got I've gotten um picked on before about this of something that has like a mediocre or plot and i'm like but it's so pretty (laughs) hey as i said in the episode i am a massive sucker for the angel wing aesthetic and oh boy do they just take that and crank it to 11 in platinum end yes all right so uh matt you're number one. Oh man uh so i'm gonna also pull a j and um pick off the uh honorable mentions although uh, i guess at this point that should have been obvious what was happening uh my favorite thing i read was eagle the making of an asian american president (laughs) a manga i picked as a meme because i thought this will be the most american thing i could possibly pick off a reading list and ended up with a deep political thriller that i cannot wait until next july 4th so we can read volume two of because i desperately want to know what's going to happen i mean depending (laughs) on how you view it it might actually be a typical american manga so, I mean, that's not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like I said before, I did not expect this uh, property whose title sounds like a house to be this incredibly gripping and tense. So, whoever and- you are, sir, you win. I felt for your um, post and you win. Absolutely. <laughs> and again, you can listen to the episode to hear this, but Jay and I 
are both professionals in industries represented in that manga. So we felt incredibly seen and we had uh, uh, such like, a scorp. I'm, I'm such Look a at this scorp. scorp over here pretending he can talk <laughs> with us. Everyone says that, right? Yeah, that's that's just common American slang. Or when when they had like the big fancy like uh, yacht tour on the Potomac, and we're just like, I mean, there are boats that go on the Potomac, but those are for like tourists. That's not yeah. That's not where you're having like a black tie gala. Uh, Yeah, and honestly, I feel like like what we've been saying about this is actually kind of crystallized why I loved Eagle as much as I did, because the thing that really floored me was and actually, funnily enough, similar to Platinum End and why it it surprised me, um, the combination of the silly, goofy hammy, but also actually having something behind the eyes and you know, telling a real story that's that's serious that, you know, the reader can take seriously, you know, that interplay of does the story internally take it seriously? Are you supposed to take it seriously outside of the story? You know, what's 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 supposed to be goofy fun for the audience and what are you supposed to care about? I think that's that's the thing about Eagle is it takes itself completely seriously. The humor is mostly derived from like the absurdity of telling us of it being from an outsider's perspective mm-hmm. in the places where that misses. Yeah. You know, unintended as it may or may not have been, you know, it it's still because like there are moments where it is wacky. Like how did um Tuck get that speech? <laughs> Someone want to explain that to me? Tuck is some sort of investigation supernal solar exalt, and I love him. He's based on a real guy, it's a thing. Like, not even that. I know! Just just his opening quote when people come in, stick with me, like, what are you Dems doing here? Don't you know I'm an elephant man? Uh (laughs) And it's like, but as wacky as that is, it still still takes it completely straight-faced seriously, and I appreciate that, because it's a good story. Yep. If you want another interplay of uh, goofy, serious or or of goofiness with uh, actually very serious and uh, powerful story, listen to last week's episode on Klaus. (laughs) But uh, since we mentioned it in there, um, uh, I would like to just thank uh, Kaiji Kawaguchi, the uh, author of uh, Eagle, the making of an Asian American president for uh, writing such a good manga. (laughs) Indeed. And finally, last but not least, Jacob, your number one. All right, so uh, my number one should probably be pretty obvious. It's Dragon Ball Super. Uh, the characters were incredibly Wait, wait, well hold on a second. What? Okay. <laughs> Jacob, I, Jacob, I want to thank you for finally being honest with yourself. <laughs> you, you've been holding in this pain for so long, not willing to accept that Super is a true continuation of the Boo Saga, which is the best arc of Dragon Ball. All things you are confirming right now. What if this entire entire show was just some subvert plot to have some type of intervention? Guys, guys, you can all come out from behind. Everyone listening, come on, come out. Come out. Is, is How did you people get in my house? Jacob, Jacob, we all care about you, and we just want to hear the words, the Goku Black Ark was well-written and was in fact one of the greatest philosophical dives into the human psyche I've ever read. I mean, I would have made that oh. joke if you hadn't taken my bit and run with it. Oh. Uh. So, anyway... <laughs> 
<laughs> Save us, Jake. What's your number one? So, so in in reality land, um, my number one is a pretty solid number one. Actually, um, I. I did debate a lot whether or not I'd make this my number one, but every time I came back to it, I realized how much I love it. Uh, Eden Zero is far and away of the things we read, um, the thing my opinion has, you know, changed the most positively on. You know, and we mentioned things like Eagle and Klaus and, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that uh, Spy X Family uh, flips it a little bit uh, way more towards the, con well, not. I feel it definitely flips it more towards the comedy side, but Spy X Family is kind of in this category. Demon Slayer has elements of this. Um, Eden Zero is wacky, goofy fun. Uh, Platinum's End, uh, and the Platinum's the End thing, is not intending to be wacky, goofy fun. I don't believe. Well, that, that's probably true, but it does that. <laughs> that's that's sort of the reason why I'm a little iffy on it and why I want to put it higher, but don't. But the thing about Eden Zero is there are so many cases where a manga will get raunchy and it will annoy me because it's out of place. That takes me out of the enjoyment of the story. Eden Zero, on the other hand, always manages to have at least a little bit of an excuse that is that that actually like legitimately makes sense. So that problem I normally have is not there. The fight scenes uh, use uh, unique abilities in clever ways. Like I love uh, Shiki. Uh, changing the direction of gravity to uh, to functionally flash step. I, I love mobility in combat, and uh, Shiki uses gravity powers in a really uh, interesting way. The world is my least favorite element, but I still like it a lot. It's still interesting, and I still would love to see it explored. It's the kind of world that... Um, the world is only the draw because it gives you an infinite number of places to go to. I feel like the world is being set up as a blank slate to tell the story on, that, which yeah. like early One Piece, the world is you're in the East Blue. Why is it called the East Blue? Because there's four seas like North, yeah. South, East, West. Like, where do you go from there? I don't know. A new planet where cool shit happens like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it rains rocks. <laughs> and the and like, you know, like for all of the aesthetic of Eden Zero, it basically is like, here's your trashy, dumb, fun, guilty pleasure. Like, that's the aesthetic of Eden Zero. And that's always why, like, you know, when I was talking in the episode, like, I I think it, I don't know if it came across, but I almost felt ashamed for liking it as much as I did. But the thing that I I really need to get through my thick skull on, on this category is Rebecca and Happy's story is so good. And it's like, that's just the best one. It's not the only one. Everyone has these like really deep, really meaningful, really impactful stories. It's so real. It's so personal. And just in particular, Rebecca and Happy is the one that um, I felt was the strongest. But like, you know, Shiki, um, like the his robot friends faking being evil to get him to leave so he could have a happy life. You know, like all those things. An just... entire arc based around a dragon that eats time selectively. <laughs> yeah. And and like uh, Professor Weiss's entire story. It's that effort and quality and love and TLC put into something that is also fun. I just can't help but love it. And it, it, again, like I said, sometimes because of its aesthetic, I feel bad for liking it. But like, no, why? Why would you feel bad about that? You know, and then on top of it, it's really good from a from a more, you know, I mean, hard to say quality has objective measures, but as close as objective measures come, it has and, an, an objective level of quality. 
And hey, we meme a lot here on the podcast about guilty pleasures and liking trash and whatnot. But ultimately, going into 2022, dear listeners, I want you to remember this. You like what you like. Don't feel bad about that. Laugh about it if you want, but don't feel bad about it. Mm. Don't listen to us. We're four idiots on the internet. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of cases where you could point out something that is an outright flaw in something and still like it in spite of that. I, I'm not going to get on the whole debate about how objective quality isn't a real thing, so ratings are inherently meaningless, because that's dumb. You, you ascribe meanings to anything. Everything is arbitrary if you, like, go down to the minutia of it, but, like... We're obviously not doing that. We're all doing an agreed upon standard, Sundry. You're just being contrary. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> ah, after like, my own heart. <laughs> well, technically, a nine out of 10 doesn't mean anything because uh, <laughs> I really like um, Kiss Sis, and it's a 10 out of 10 for me, and everything else is a one out of 10. Uh. <laughs> I'm very fortunate to have not encountered one of these individuals in the wild, and I hope to never have that. Oh, I, I don't think these people actually exist. I think people just pretend they're these people on Twitter. I don't think I don't think anybody on Twitter exists. Is really <laughs> prove me wrong. Yell at me on Twitter at OverMonkCat. <laughs> yes, prove to me that you're a real person. Uh, or in the YouTube comment section when this uh, uh, episode is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Or in the reviews. So, uh, guys, as we uh, bring this um, top round of 2021 to an end, I guess uh, we can do the one thing you always do around New Year's time. Uh, resolutions, you know, uh, manga wise, uh, what would you guys like to read more of in 2022? Uh, Sam, you know, I have been uh, plugging away at it low key in the background for a while. My DMs with Matt can confirm this. Uh, I actually want to catch up on One Piece. <laughs> Uh, yo, yeah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that is His quite the is, confession there. His name is Luffy. Look, that's fucking Luffy. <laughs> every, look, every time I I start reading, I decide to just pop open the Shonen Jump app on my phone and start reading more of it. I'm always shocked once again to find out just how hard the writing goes. Like I'm currently in I uh, I forget what the actual like name of the arc is because I know they've all got wacky names but the i just finished up the buggy arc the first one where buggy takes over that town i honestly can't remember the name yeah. of that arc <laughs> and, and there's this really great moment where uh zolo and the number two on buggy's crew are fighting and buggy goes to like stab zolo with the chop chop fruit and luffy just stomps on his hand and says and with this huge like maniac grin on his face goes keep your mitts out of zolo's duel and i'm like holy shit. yeah luffy goes hard many four, many times four kids so, what like four kids really did them dirty yeah also uh listening audience i i just want you to know i'm aware his name's zoro uh sam's <laughs> just reading what the translated is yeah yeah yell at me on twitter for it i don't care he has a different twitter yeah <laughs> Also, nobody is real on Twitter, so really. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Prove us but, wrong. Jay, what would you like to read more of in uh, 2022? Huh. I actually haven't thought about it. You kind of put me on the spot here. Um, well, you had all of Sam's talking to not listen to him and think of your own thing, as I normally <laughs> do when Sam talks. Rude, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking I want to revisit um i had an opportunity long ago to actually take the plunge and 
and read JoJo's. I have procrastinated, gotten swept up in other fandom, gotten divert diverted a little bit, but I think I think I'm ready for to get on to get on that train of JoJo memes. As I said before, I have been impervious to, I have not been exposed to all the JoJo memeage, except through Sam and through other people I was previously acquainted with. Um, so never directly. So perhaps as as I do more reading and do more catching up, obviously. you'll you'll notice the the hidden memes. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, My influence spreads. So basically what you're saying is um, Sam's got to take a vacation soon so we can do a part two on JoJo's. <laughs> yeah, Sam basically. is not allowed to be a part of JoJo's episodes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you guys were going to do Battle Tendency without me? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually a JoJo's discussant podcast. You are being demoted to editor. <laughs> no! Oh, no. Oh, no. Jacob, what would you like to read more of in 2022? There's actually three uh, series that immediately uh pop up i don't know which of these three would be the one i'm most interested in reading more of eden zero is definitely one i want to read more of spy x family is definitely one i want to uh read more of which <laughs> good and um fire force is also one that's pretty high up on my list there's there's quite a few of the ones that we've done there's very few that i haven't liked you know, like looking back on it, because, you know, like for whatever complaints I have, it's usually a matter of I see this thing that could, you know, take this thing I already like and and in my opinion, make it even better, you know, or like, you know, there there's some error that didn't get caught in editing that I want that I point out because I like doing that sort of thing. I don't read enough in this podcast has helped me actually, you know, broaden my horizons a little bit more. The three that immediately jump out in my mind are Eden Zero, Spy X Family, and Fire Force, because Spy X Family is so freaking wholesome. Eden Zero, I've just accepted that it is one of my favorite series now, and uh, Fire Force has just such a compelling mystery. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. All right. And you, Matt? Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I was hoping I'd get a better answer from you guys, like, because I, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many things I want to read. Like, that's the problem is I love new series. Like, I love finding, like, weird, crazy things. I love, like, the like this guy translated his own manga into English because he didn't want to go through licensing, and that's how we get, like, crazy food truck. Like, once that gets to, like, an arc, I'd love to read that. There's some other stuff that I've been reading that I'm just like, I want to get this on the show because I want other people to suffer like I have. Like, Blood on the <laughs> Tracks would be amazing to get you guys to read. All right. Um, but, like, things I would like to read. Like, there's so many things. I want to continue, like, stuff we got, like, I, like, do the next arcs of. But then I also want, like, to read new things. Like, Golden Cameo would be good. Um, mm. Ghost Reaper Girl, for, like, as controversial as that would be, sounds fun. <laughs> To read at the very least, like it would definitely make for an interesting episode. That's for sure. Yeah, I have like, to once again change the rating of our show. <laughs> like I, I read the first half of the first chapter of that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, this, this, uh, this would have a, a bumped up rating on the episode. I read all of the first chapter of that. It gets worse or better depending on how you define it. I mean, Tokyo Revengers would be good. Like, mm -hmm. like that. I really want to get into that. There's so much manga. And like, there's so many manga that like do weird and different things. Like we could read more sports manga because I know I'm the only one here who really likes it. But like, I 
You just have to have the right mindset, though, of it's mm. like, it's you just... You keep saying that, and it's every just time, I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> you don't like it because you're not giving it a chance. It's just a shonen. He says this every time, and every time, I'm like, ew, I don't like this. Because that I... is what you've said before you start reading it. Look, I'd be I'd be down to read something like Ipo or whatever. I don't know if Haikyuu has a manga, but I've heard good things about that. Haikyuu is a manga, yep. Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, so, B-Stars would be fun to read. Oh, no, absolutely I, not. I will be gone that weekend. <laughs> you liked B-Stars. Never want to experience again. I'm okay. <laughs> you liked the anime. No, I didn't. This is false news, everyone. Fake news. <laughs> Why did you watch all of it then? <laughs> Look, I'm I'm just down for any reason to sing the praises of uh, Wild Side. I love that OP. <laughs> Unfortunately, the OP is not in the manga. So well, you know. But look, I found reasons to shoehorn praise of OPs <laughs> into episodes before, and I will do it again by thunder. Uh, <laughs> another thing that might be fun. Uh, Jacob, I don't know if you know this, but one of our favorite YouTubers started a webtoon recently. Oh, yes, I actually did know about that. I, I yeah. checked out the first uh, episode of it. Yeah, so uh, Jake and I will inevitably bully these two into reading Dato Doya's webcomic. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah, like if I had to like just limit it down to like one thing I would like to read in 2022, because I loved Chainsaw Man so much, I would really love to read Fire Punch. Oh, yeah. It sounds like the exact same kind of like a weird thing with powers, because like it's a... It's a guy who has like a healing factor, so he's constantly healing, but he gets into a fight with a person whose fire cannot be extinguished. So he defeats the guy, but in the meantime, he's been hit with a fire that can never go out. So he's constantly rehealing his burning body. And that's like the plot. And I that is really uh, interesting. It sounds that's so cool. Metal. I, love I really it. want to read Fire Punch. Dum Dum Jake over here d didn't really think about the fact that just revisiting stuff we'd already done isn't isn't what was <laughs> asked. There are two particular series I really want to uh, uh, check out at some time on the podcast. I want to at some point read uh, Crossbone Gundam for very personal reasons. That one's just a me personally thing because uh, as a lover of the Gundam franchise, that's like a, a big missing link in the UC timeline that I haven't really experienced. And then the other thing, and this is something that like it, it pops onto my radar at random and um, funnily enough, popping onto the radar is, is uh, relevant for this one, but I really, really, really want to actually experience it properly. Area 88. I have heard nothing but glowing praise for it is realistic air to air combat. That is my jam. Oh boy. I have watched the, I believe it was in 2004, the more recent anime of it, but it does not do the whole series. It just does the like first two or three arcs. So I really want to actually properly experience the original Area 88. I'm already having flashbacks to when Jake and I first met over 10 years ago. And <laughs> yeah. I, I became introduced to Plain Man. <laughs> so uh, that's our... Uh, new year's resolutions for uh manga reading uh you know what this first year of us delving into the podcasting space has been really fun big thanks to everybody who supported us throughout the year we love you you guys are awesome i want to know if any of the rest of you have podcasts to shout out uh shout out a podcast or two or three that you'd like people to check out if you follow me at all on twitter you know that i'm a huge fan of horror anthology podcasts so 
it should come as no surprise that I recommend Old Gods of Appalachia and The White Vault. Drive to both. Love them. White Vault currently in its fifth se- its fifth and final season. And I'm going to go a little out of the way and uh, shout out one of my writer friends has a book review podcast. It's called Bookcraft. It's on Spotify. Go check it out. She does uh, little five to ten minute episodes reviewing a different book every week. It's it's really good. Go give it a listen. How about uh, how about you, Matt? You got any podcasts you want to shout out? Oh, man, I mean, obviously, check out any of the podcast of the lovely people who have guested so far. Um, the Shonen Jump official podcast, Manga Mavericks, um, One Podcast Prevails. Uh, the 20, the 20 things that Colton does. <laughs> Colton does a lot of podcasts, just anything <laughs> Colton does. Uh, they're all great. Um, uh, and then like as a like personal thing, I'll recommend um, I really love like and especially for people who like our stuff. Uh, I think you guys would really appreciate uh, Trash Manga Friends. It's uh, three guys who each uh, fortnight review one just utterly garbage manga. And <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan of like bad movie review podcasts. And they take that format so well into like the manga format. And they've just been ripping apart isekais lately, and I'm so happy because I hate <laughs> isekais so much. <laughs> I actually enjoy them. Not these. We're gonna have an isekai month on on the podcast. At oh, some maybe point. we could do redo the healer. I'm sure that wouldn't be painful to get through. <laughs> uh, in case anyone doesn't know, do not read that. Do not read that. No <laughs> amount of trigger warnings can save you from that <laughs> awful, <laughs> awful manga. Oh no. So you're saying it makes a good white elephant gift? I, I would say it, it. No, I I would say I was saying the exact opposite of that. <laughs> Do you know what a white elephant gift is? I'm saying this is too. This isn't like this is bad. This is like this is bad. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. I, I, I don't think we understand the depths of bad. Definitely not. Well, if you want to understand the depths of bad, you should go listen to Trash Manga Friends episode <laughs> on Redo the Healer. Uh, it'll do a better job summarizing than what I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob. I am a hermit who doesn't like contact with the outside world, so I don't actually listen to a lot of podcasts. Jay, <laughs> podcast shout outs. <laughs> um, so Sam pretty much gave it i listen to very generic um podcasts so uh to avoid embarrassing myself i will not say anything (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you everyone for once again listening to the over manga cast throughout all of 2021 again this is our debut year of podcasting and it's been a wild ride it's been a ton of fun so thank you everyone for uh tuning in over uh this past year uh tune in next week where we are going to be jumping right into the new year with mermaid saga (laughs) there's one through 16 i i think it might be a little too cold in early january for mermaids but sure we'll roll with it Uh, it's kind of appropriate for mermaid saga (laughs) (laughs) oh I don't know how to take that. So we're just going to finish the sign off. Uh, follow us on all the social medias where we are at over manga cast. You can uh, recommend uh, new things for us to read by uh, DMing us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, comment on individual episodes as they go up uh, two weeks later on YouTube. 
where you should like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, uh, get those uh, suggestions in. We have an entire 2022 schedule that's uh, looking kind of blank right now. We got we got slots we need to fill. Indeed, indeed. If you've got something you've been dying to hear talked about more on the internet, as if there's ever a dearth of content, then <laughs> by all means, let us know. Drag this over-analytical hermit out of his cave and, and make me read new things. <laughs> make us read more Dragon Ball Super. No. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.